We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a great song. It's a great man. song. I think we found our new returns. Just Hugh singing them. You can blame it all on me. I was wrong, and I just can't miss. Oh my gosh! It's no, awful. dude. This is one of those songs that when it comes on the radio, you can't not. You cannot. You yeah. cannot sing with it. And they're from Philly. Well, and who are we talking about coming back? That's the question here, because Kyle always has a motivation for these returns. So we got a, a kind of an out-of-nowhere rumor yesterday in the NFL. Mike Florio, he's always good for those. I believe he's on CBS Sports Radio. But this is the not the first time he said this. I believe he alluded to something similar last Saturday before the Chiefs game on Peacock. He was talking about the future of one of the biggest names in the NFL, a name we appreciate and know well in Philadelphia. Here's uh, Florio on the future of Andy Reid. The one I'm watching is when the Chiefs season ends, is Andy Reid going to retire? Oh, wow. It, 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 he has said he's not thinking about it. And I guess the smart enough would say, well, there's nothing to think about if you've already decided you're going to do it. But I, I think there's reason to believe the Chiefs have the possibility on their radar screen. So that, Hugh, that's interesting. That means he's heard from someone that someone up top with the Chiefs thinks this is a possibility. Cause they, That'd be I mean, rare to retire. I'm, I'm surprised because he doesn't seem like he's – well, first of all, he's still doing well, right? And he's – You're thinking about retiring on top? I don't know, man. I, like, the the time that I saw Big Red, he seemed like he was still having fun doing what he was doing, uh, still seemed engaged. I, that That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I would be surprised. Like, a couple years ago, if you would asked that question when he finally won a Super Bowl, I would have probably said maybe. I don't. I don't think so. I think he got a couple more years of coaching left in him. And, you know, he still has a good quarterback. This has been a tumultuous season, no question about it, but they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They figured out a way to they're get in the playoffs. They're still alive. I mean, they're playing yeah. on Sunday for a chance to go back and, to the title game. And Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd be surprised, too. I don't think it's going to happen. But the fact – this is the first time I've ever heard it out there, right? All his years you – know, maybe that's, you're right. When he won the Super Bowl, that thought, like, maybe he'd leave on top. But yeah. other than that – I've never heard it speculated. He always seems like he's got a lot of energy. He wants to stay. I wonder where Florio heard that, can, but go ahead. Can, you, can, you, can I just say this? And mm-hmm. I understand that we're in a business right now where everybody's trying to get clicks and likes. But I know a couple of these cats that's in this business, man. And when you, when you ask them about their takes, like if, it is, if it's not on the social media platform, they really ain't got like, it's just like people are saying stuff just to be saying it. It feels like they're just saying it just to be saying it right So, I, and look, I, I don't know where that came from or why Florio said it. My guess is someone that knows someone with the Chiefs said, I wonder if this could happen. Like, and I'm not, I'm not picking on him. I'm not picking him because I think he does a tremendous job in breaking stories. But the whole Jason Kelsey thing, when somebody came out and said, oh, yeah, he retired. Oh, Schefter. That was Schefter, I, yeah. I, I wasn't going to say his name. Well, I just want to make sure everyone knew. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. It did – then Kelsey comes out and say, I didn't say that. Yeah. And his teammate, he said that he heard him say it in the locker room. And Kelsey said, I don't, 
And everybody come out, I don't, I don't recall that. Well, you know what it is now. You have to be first, not right. Yeah. And that's it. You have to be but first, not right. But I'm just saying, so we need, like, we just take all this stuff. We do. I think we do take it with a grain of salt. But, look, if Andy did leave coaching Call or when he, a liar, though. when he leaves coaching. Yeah. I don't think he leaves coaching. If he does. I, I think w- they beat Buffalo this weekend. Uh, well, yeah, we got takes coming up. I guess hot the takes. Take. That's, hot ta- that's not my hot take. That's, uh, that wouldn't be a big surprise. Only uh, two and a half uh. underdogs. But what would Andy do next? I mean, Andy did join this show this past summer. We asked him if you weren't coaching, what would you be doing? Here's what he said. If you weren't coaching, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably ask you for a job so I could <laughs> hang out with you, man. <laughs> and, and take jo- I'd come t- try to take Joe's spot. Doggone it. So I'm out. No, we, we have no, no, watch. Like, listen, Joe, I, I like you a lot, man. I wouldn't let Big Red do this. Well, hold on a second. If Andy called Rod and said, I want to host at WIP, Rod's Hugh, not going to do it. Hugh, I'm out in 10 no, seconds. He's, he's not going to do it. It wouldn't take them as long as it takes the Eagles to figure out Sirianni. Dude, I'm you're out. Talking about, you're talking about inmates running the side. Who's going to run the show? Me? Andy. Come hold on. on I'm still here, guys. <laughs> like, no, I'm just saying. Who's going to run the show? But who Andy's gonna, the organizer. Who, who's going to get us in and out of breaks? Well, that hold on. Time management with Andy's always been an issue. That's why I am here. Yeah, guys. you're gonna be, be an Andy. Yep. Who's gonna quality do all control? The, like, Let's like, change no, your title. Man. Well, look, no, no, this isn't no. the NFL where the headset's cut off with 15 seconds left in the play clock. Like I can be in an Andy's ear. Now, this will be hold a, on a second. Uh, yeah. Before I, before you know, like I'm, I'm going down kicking and screaming for Sirianni's job. I'm gonna go down kicking and screaming for my own job. No, hold you're hold you're on, on a second. We've already established now at WIP. I mean, how many people the morning show have? Fifteen. I mean, they got rotate people in and out, right? The afternoon show now has three people. Why can't I stay when Andy just joins us? Well, what would we need we you for? You'd be like Sirianni. Like, what do you what do you do? No, I see that. Well, we don't even know if Andy has takes. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. He had takes nah, about. Nah. Uh, we know Joe got takes. We would we would definitely do snack segments though. I'm we just, would do a lot of snack segments. Oh, that's for sure. You guys would we take would, those. We over. would talk about a lot. I'm of I'm just snacks. saying the they decided here at WIP that you know afternoon was going through, through a transition. Let's bring Spike Eskin back. Great decision. They didn't knock Jack off the show. He's still there. I I'm gonna I'm gonna petition to keep my job if Andy wants. To How take do we this. know Jack ain't in his feelings though? I didn't say I wouldn't be in my feelings, but I'd still we, we have to be employed. That, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the major difference there. How, how we know how we know Jack taking this well. I guess we'll find out when the show starts. We'll find that out. All right, 215-592-9494. Now, Andy could turn the tables <laughs> and sit in that chair and fire off Angelo takes. Like, I, yeah, actually, scream I, about Angelo. I'd love Andy to rip Angelo. And will, we still, will we still have Angelo as a guest caller? Yes, it'd be great radio. <laughs> that, that would be, boy, that would be wild. Read! He just screams <laughs> that it. That would be wild. All right, I got one. Can I do one more conspiracy theory before yeah, we go uh, for it? Be my guest. All right, then we'll get back to the phones here. So, so the first conspiracy is maybe Andy's going to retire. That's Mike Florio's thing. Then we're like, all right, maybe he's going to take my job because he alluded to that. Maybe. Now I'm going to think outside the box. What you got? Maybe the Eagles keep Sirianni for one more year, let Andy take a year off. And bring him back. Bring bring Andy home. Man, big, big ready coming. Bring Andy right. home. I, nobody right nobody oh. would go for that. Nobody's going uh, for that. Uh, excuse me. I would like to raise my hand right now. Seriously? Yeah, dude. Andy? Talking about. You whew. I don't think he can come back home, man. What do you mean? I don't think he can come back. Well, he can. I mean, the idea is like whether he should or not. I don't like rewrite the an, wrong. Anybody with a brain would want Andy Reid back in the city. Could he is the best coach we've ever had. It's not even close. We get to do the Andy shows all over again. Be amazing. All right, that's my hairbrained idea. That we're gonna bring Andy. Andy takes a year off. Let Sirianni stay. When it goes bad, rehire What's Andy. What's the movement? Are we anticipating Andy? Awaiting Andy? Awaiting Andy. I like it. 
Y'all tripping. We we got to get you an Andy Reid appreciator T-shirt. We had we did Andy Reid appreciation <laughs> day a few years ago. I'm already half I've the already audience called, did not like, like I it. I need an appreciator T-shirt. I'm already called an Andy Reid apologist or like you know all this other so good the stuff. Night, I don't need that. So the night before we did Andy Reid appreciation day, which by the way, uh, Angelo did not want to participate in. He begrudgingly I, did he. I think he boycotted the whole thing. Oh, he yeah. was angry. Yeah. Anyway, I did a show the night before. Uh, apologized to Andy Reid night. Did not go over well. <laughs> People, not everyone was as willing to apologize to Andy. So when we do the show, we're officially marking down Hugh as anti-Andy Reid, one of his former players. That's wow, strong, it's strong amazing. See, you know Hugh. what? This it's that whole it's that whole pick a side thing that I'm gonna have a problem with. I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying I don't think he. Can... I already, I I already think... chose your side. We're rolling the red carpet out for it. I don't think he can come back, man. It's a wrap. Well, I, he's either going to come and take my job or take Sirianni's job. So, in that case, see you, Nick. I'm good with either of those. Uh, just, to, I mean, just to put it on record. Most no, I, kinda, I, I, didn't get, I didn't get used to Joe now, man. And plus, it's like, you know. Yeah, but they're, they're gonna, this is above cookies. your pay grade. Girl Scout cookies. Well, I do have Girl Scout cookies to sell. And we'll his, tell you. His daughter selling them, so, you know, I got to keep Yeah, he was making an order here. All right, 215-592-9494. But back to the phone lines. All right, if you just hopped in, aside from all our Andy Reid uh, theories and nonsense there, Nick Sirianni, Lurie and Sirianni are meeting today. Have you talked yourself back into the idea of him being here next year? I haven't. I'm going out kicking and screaming. Kyle's with me. Hugh has given up. He's waved the white flag, and he just <laughs> anticipates this guy coming back. He's right. coming back, man. He's coming back. And not if I yell that enough. Brooks is in Northeast Philadelphia. What's up, Brooks? Hey, brother. How you doing, man? What's up, buddy? What are you feeling? I just want to talk about Howie, Nick, and um, Jalen. I think you know. I, you know, I need Howie to go back in that room, man, and get it together. Look at that room that he came out of. The closet. Was, you know the closet, back man. In the closet. You know. He went, and he did come out of that closet. A uh, different Rose, man. A different. He, he came out a changed man. And he, you know, what else happened? Man. He came out a champion when he left. A champion. The, yeah, yeah, the broom closet. Go, broom closet. Because he's 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 part owner now. Like Howie ain't going away. He's our guy. So we could just forget about what. What, what, what Donovan said, he, he needs to think about He ain't going away, man. He's going to be here until Lurie is gone. So what he needs to do, go back in there, reassess the situation, understand that linebackers are football guys, and understand that the quarterback that you signed for all this money, he's not a downfield thrower. If you go to the games, anybody go to the games, you will see that Jalen doesn't have that arm. He has a West Coast arm. Oh, go man. get, Come go on, get. Man. Go get oh, being to me from red from the Redskins. Oh. Go get being me from the Redskins. Put this West Coast offense in here. Can, Brooks, can I ask you a question? Um, go ahead. What games are you watching, dog? What? What? Man, what, 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 what did you? Did you? No, 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 no. Because you said he didn't have a downfield arm. We ain't talking he about doesn't. accuracy. What games do you watch where you didn't see him throw the ball down the field? Tell me, you watched that Tampa Bay game, the man. first one, and he didn't yeah, throw yeah. the ball. How long? How far did he yeah. throw the ball? Well, let me answer, big guy. No, uh, no, 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 big guy. I'm asking you a question. You, me, you, how many? When you say a downfield arm, what exactly do you mean? Because well, I can, I can pick out four well, times saying, this year where he's thrown the ball down the field. Yeah, I'm saying like when the ball doesn't stay in the air for like 20 seconds. What I'm saying is, dog, he didn't like, throw some good Michael, missiles down the field. Come on, no, dog. When you, it's a difference between. Michael Vick's arm and his arm. It's a they, and did oh, nobody say it was Michael hold Vick? Hold on. But Brooks, I, I think there's – it's like saying there's a difference between a guy who throws listen, 100 man, miles l- an l- hour listen. and 95. L- l- let me say this well, real quick, man. L- l- wait a minute, Brooks, and I'm going to let you have it. But listen, okay. if, if you're going to come on here and talk about this quarterback's arm, do me a favor. At least know what you're talking about, dog. Do, do not – if you want to well, say he's inaccurate, say well, that. 
I, I can well, I can let you have that. that, but don't say he can't throw okay. the ball down the field. His don't arm, do his, that. Last okay. year, last so, year they hit a bunch of deep shots down the field. They did all last year. Yeah, gotta let me explain myself. So what what I'm saying is this: that when you look at him throw screens and when you look at him throw slants, the ball velocity isn't that isn't like that guy. You can't you you oh hear me out. When you're throwing screens. Jalen is not a good screen thrower because the ball gets there slow. Stop doing that play. Give this man some bootlegs. Give him some play action pass like 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 we were all stating. Give him some play action pass. Give him a a bona fide running game instead of lining the running back up in shotgun where everybody can see where the running back is. He needs a 50-50 pass run ratio. He's not a 70-80 pass ratio quarterback. I said that wrong. Seventy thirty. I knew what you meant. Okay. Yeah, there needs to be more balance. Are, I think, are, are, I think Q Brooks, agrees with you on the balance part. Brooks, are you done? Are you done? Not really, not really, because Sirianni. I mean, deuces. He'll find a coach. He'll find a coach. You know, you know, what I mean, a coaching job somewhere. It's a hundred thousand um uh of uh, colleges out there that he can coach for like six figures, high six figures. He'd be good. So are you are you done now? Uh, okay, what you got for me, big guy? Because like, what are you talking about screen plays? And we're talking about deep. What does screen plays have to do with deep balls, bro? Like velocity. seriously, the the, no, no, no. I ain't talking. Like, listen, dog. Listen. Let let's let's keep let's let's stay on topic here. I'm not talking okay. about velocity. You came on this show and you said he can't throw the deep ball. Then you started to explain to me about screens. Now tell me how those two okay. things correlate with one another. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is his deep ball. He has a deep ball that can be thrown 50 yards, something like that. 50, 60 yards. When we're talking about someone that can get the ball to someone. When you are when when you don't you mean when they're double covered when when you don't got to stop for the ball his ball you mean like the one that AJ Brown caught in the end zone when he was covered by two people he didn't have to stop for the ball it just hit him right in his hands you mean kind of like that okay okay I get one out of twenty you give me one out of twenty that was only one example of of many plays that AJ hit like that this year again I'm asking you what are you what are you really trying to say Cuz what are you really trying to say what I'm trying to say is this that he should. That he shouldn't, he should look at Joe, and he should look at Troy Aikman's film and see Tro- how they. Hold up, Drew Brooks. You know what? Hang, hang up on that cat, man. He put, he, he just sat here and tried to tell me, Troy Aikman had a strong arm. This is a joke, Come quite on, frankly. Come on, like listen, I, I am cool with anybody's football opinion, even if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But when you start to tell me, when you put Troy Aikman's name. In, in in the category of strong arm quarterbacks, that's when I can't even talk to you no more, dog. So I real. I happen I can't to talk think, to you no more, man. I happen to think arm strength is one of the most overrated things for a quarterback. In the re- most ridiculous conversation that you can come over here and have. Like, it, w- would I rather my quarterback have a super strong arm than not? Yes, it's a weapon, right? You could use it. Like Josh Allen could drive the football through the wind at 50 yards downfield because he has a special arm. But how many quarterbacks have those kind of arms? It's rare. It's not too many. Stafford, man. Allen. You know, every generation has like two or three. Marino had one of those arms. But Jeff he, George had a cannon. Yeah, and he couldn't play. <laughs> he couldn't play. Carson had a stronger arm than went than Hurts. I mean, yeah. That, but, like, that, you know, it helps. But I, I don't watch Hurts and think his arm is not good enough. That I is also, not his issue, man. I also think this year we, we, we've we gone so far with we're frustrated with him. He is, or he did, play on a knee that was injured all year. That's got to start, affect to your accuracy stuff, and, and, and your ability to get the ball where you want it. And we're starting to make up stuff, man. Like, like <laughs> let's not just, – just not sit here. It's an Eagles offseason. We're making things up yeah, now. Yeah, not, like, I don't mind – like, I don't mind you talking bad about the quarterback, but when you start talking about screen plays and deep balls, 
those two things don't go together when you're talking about a quarterback's uh, ability to throw the ball deep, for real. That's what confused me. Like, what, like, we, what are you talking about, bruh? Like, you're talking about a screen, a day. I hell, I can throw a screen play, like, and I ain't even, I ain't even a damn quarterback. He's suggesting he doesn't have the arm pass or arm strength to throw a screen. Like, like, like listen, like we, we, we need to stop. I'm about to go on another rant. We need to stop trying to make football so damn complicated. We we need to stop doing that, man. It's not that complicated, and 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 we need to stop acting like we know more than what we really know about this game. Like, like seriously. Like, you can have your opinion about the quarterback and say he this, that, and the third, but when you come over here and say this cat can't throw the ball deep, that's when you sound real ridiculous to me. Last year, their whole offense was him bombing the ball down the field. The, the fact that we're having this conversation is because they're always trying to hit big plays and not playing the small ball. Stop it, man. Like, let's not do that, man. Let's not do that. All right, last year, Jalen Hurts was fourth in the NFL in yards per completion. Last year, he was third in yards per attempt. I mean, they bombed the ball down the field last year. Now, this year, unfortunately, that didn't work. And I do think they probably should do less of that because those are like 50-50 plays and they don't always work. But, yeah, I, I thought we moved on from the arm strength discussion with Hurts last year. But we're back. We are back. Ryan in Bucks County, would he be okay if Sirianni's back? What's up, Ryan? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's Thank going you on, for What's up, Ryan? Call. You got it, buddy. What are you thinking? As far as Sirianni, I, earlier I, I did tell the guy I didn't – I, I would want him back, but it's uh, I think it's not that. I think he's going to be back, but as far as what you guys have been saying, I don't know if, if he's been doing the play calling. Like like Hugh said, he doesn't know who's been doing it. So if I find out, find out he's been doing the play calling and, and it comes to any point where we find that out, then, yeah, I want him gone. But if, if it's not him calling the plays and it is Johnson, then I don't really have that big of a feel if he's back. But if it is, if it is him calling the plays, then yes. Well, that's a fair point, right? And we don't know. I mean, here's what we do know. We yeah. know Sean Desai was demoted, and they put Patricia in there as a coordinator. We don't know what happened down the stretch with the offense. I mean, the, right. I, I imagine there's going to be stories that will emerge here. We have a lot of good reporters that cover this team on a daily basis. We're probably going to find out if anything like you're saying happened, Ryan. And if, if Sirianni did take back play calling and it didn't work, that's an indictment on him. That's bad. Now, Hugh, I want to talk to you. I know you're a defensive, you were a defensive lineman, and – but with Howie, I think he overvalues that. There, there's nothing wrong with having defensive linemen. We need that. We need mm-hmm. the ends and we need defensive tackles. It's very important to have a pass rush. But I think that's all the Eagles are, is a pass rush team, because we, he doesn't value linebackers. He doesn't. But he does get safeties and corners at times. But as far as linebackers go, we only see him every year sign one or two veteran linebackers mm-hmm. to compete in camp and then try to make the roster, or he'll sign, like, undrafted guys and then let them be a special teams guy for a couple of years uh-huh. and then transition into a starting linebacker. But that's all it is with him. He doesn't value linebacker, well, and he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't care about coverage, pass defense, because all the Eagles are is a pass, I mean, like, uh, a pass rush team because I feel like teams know that. And they, all they all they ever go go into games and practice that week playing against the Eagles is we need to stop their pass rush. We need to stop them, and because we know that's all they are, and they can't cover. And well, then we and we talk so much about us needing to get um, pressure on teams. We do, but teams stop that on us. It's, it's more teams stopping that than than it is not getting it on that. Yeah, on them Ryan, there's no question. Ryan, us. before Hugh answers, give us a, a guess for Hugh's clues. What movie are we talking about? Um, what is that movie? Buck? Uh, what is something Buck? Uh, no, 
Uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle, Uncle Buck. Buck. No, yeah. that's a good guess, though. That's yeah, a good guess. All right, Ryan, appreciate the call. It's not Uncle Buck, but I'm glad we talked to Uncle Buck today. Oh, let me answer that question. Though. Well, go ahead. I just forgot what he asked. Linebackers. They don't no, prioritize just, linebackers. No, like, to his point, you need – like, the game is still won and lost in the trenches. There's no question about that. But I think that the fact that we've devalued linebackers to the point where the ones that we have can't run simple coverages killed us this year. The fact that we went into games, and <laughs> you can point out <laughs> several times in the game where it just looked like everybody was lost. You need some guys back there that are that hybrid. Seth talked about it the last time we were on the show, and I think Ike mentioned it as well. Guys that can play in the box, give you what you need in the run game, but also be a factor in the coverage game. When I look at the teams that gave us the most trouble this year, that was the one position that stood out to me. They had good defensive line because you talk about the San Francisco 49ers. This is when this slide started for us. They had good linebacker play. Mm. I would say great linebacker play. That was kind of what got it for us, and it, it made our quarterback hold on to the ball. It made him indecisive in certain moments, and and it was one thing that, that Joy Bosa said, what Nick Bosa said, was that he kept looking at the pass rush. Drop so size, you, need a com- yeah. you need a combination of both. Like, a perfect, the perfect team on defense, to me, is somebody that has a playmaker at every level, and the three levels are obviously defensive line, linebacker spot, and then your secondary. Now, we had the benefit of having a few guys at every level that could play that, that way. This unit has one level of <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And, and that's where it was deficient. And you tried to piecemeal this linebacker uh, position together. I, that's why I feel like people – Coach Desai is getting a, a, a bad rap for his defense. But if you look at it realistically, for what he was given – he did a pretty darn good job. I uh, will look the Miami game against a high-flying oh, offense before they fell apart. Yeah. yeah, he did a pretty good he job, did. man. All right, let me hit you with this because, you know, our last caller mentioned linebackers. Well, as Hugh was answering the question there, I did pull up a most recent NFL mock draft. And by the way, I'm clicking on these daily. So what was our thing last year we did? Mock draft mania? Oh, yeah. No, daily mock at 1 o'clock. Daily mock at 1 o'clock. That will be back sooner than you'd think. All right? But force. I can't wait. So, Eagles hold the 22nd pick in the draft in the first round this year. So, Hugh, I clicked on the latest mock draft from CBS Sports. Oh, who's at 22nd? Well, 26? At 20, well, the Eagles have 22. 22. 22 is a nice player, but I'm more interested in who's at number 20. You know who's at number 20? I can imagine. Two picks ahead of the Eagles? Jeremiah Trotter Jr. You know what that means. Trade, Trade for up for Trot. You think they'll do it? Trade up Trot. Well, they're going to need good PR this offseason if they keep the coach. Get Trot's kid in here. So, in another year, we're going to have Andy Reid and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. on the team. Oh. Yes. A little trot coming back to Philly. That would be like if I'm him, seeing that my pops it, uh, right across the bridge. I'm not buying no crib. I'm just going. I'm staying at the house. Uh, the, house. the little write up on him is number one ranked inside linebacker in this class. Trotter will be in the running for the top linebacker in the draft. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four segment coming. Your phone calls here. Have you talked yourself into Sirianni returning? I have not. This is ridiculous. It's time to make a move here. <laughs> Hughes, nah, he's just talking himself into it. All right, Sirianni, watch. It rolls on. Have you talked yourself into it? Plus, Eagle season is over, but football season is not. So it's another football Q&A heading into Division Round Weekend. And clue number three for Hughes Clues. Great prize here. Paratigas, see Hardy at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. All coming your way next on the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP.
know you didn't pull this one out. <laughs> it's that kind of day. Today and every day. Nick Sirianni better not be working his way back to the Eagles. It better not happen. I can't do it, guys. Put my foot down. All right, welcome back. Midday show. Have you talked yourself into Sirianni returning? Too many have, including Hugh Douglas. Kyle's with me, at least. We're going down <laughs> kicking and screaming until they turn our mics oh, this off. Is about to happen. This is about to happen. Oh, boy. Our poll questionnaire. Have you talked yourself into Sirianni returning as Eagles head coach next season? So 58% are on no, but that means 42% have no spine. I mean, that 42% because all right, when the polls went up on Tuesday morning, what do you mm-hmm. think it was? Should the Eagles fire Sirianni? 80-20? So what does that Maybe. mean? That means like one out of every five people have flipped here. These well, clowns. It's because the reason why that poll is invalid because that's the day after. And the, the, the feelings are more raw. The more and more that you get a chance to sit down and you really think about this move that's potentially about to be made, cooler heads usually prevail in situations like this. See, I just get angrier. Yeah, I know. You do. <laughs> you do. And it's just gotten progressively worse for you as the week as the week went on. Why? Why but the reality of it is he's probably gonna be back and they're gonna run they're gonna run it back. We're gonna probably get some veteran coordinators and we're gonna run it back and we're gonna try to fix Jalen. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, run it back. Meanwhile, my whole I had the whole big board I worked on, all for nothing, because they're oh, going to run this thing back. All right, Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Back to the phones here, and then we got a Hugh and a football Hugh and a before a big playoff weekend. Dave in Mount Laurel. Hey, Dave. Dave. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on? What's up, Dave? Not much, man. A couple things on mine. First, Sirianni, then Roseman, but... There's no way Sirianni should be coming back to this team because he's just—he's not the leader of this team. Yeah, he—he's too much of a rah-rah guy. He doesn't really know X's and O's, and he doesn't know how to handle adversity in a season or a game. You need this head coach to be the leader by example. And another reason I think he should be fired is he has no answers on how to improve this team, and that's not what you wanted to coach. So, as far as Howie Roseman is concerned, who does this guy have to answer to? that doesn't think he's not doing a good job. Because I know Desai got a lot of blame for this defense, but I don't think it was all Desai. I don't think he was the total problem. Because he was only given, working with a roster that Howard Roseman gave to him. I mean, he doesn't, he put together that game plan to beat one of the best offenses in the league this year in Miami. He did a great job. But at some point, you have to say Howard Roseman was the culprit of this defense. Because he does not want to resign. He doesn't believe in the linebackers. And I don't get that. You know, I mean, the linebacker is one of the most important people on his team. He's the one that gets guys in place. He's the one that calls the – Quarterback of the defense. Pressure. Quarterback of the defense, bro. That's What's what he that? is. He's the QB of the defense. Absolutely. And they haven't had a guy that has been that QB of the defense since the older trot, the man, you know, the act man. So, Dave, so, I don't know if you saw this on your point about the linebacker. I'm not trying to say this guy was as good as trot, but he's a good player. And, and there was a story yesterday, Clay Harbor – you know, former NFL player, he said that T.J. Edwards told him he wanted to stay with the Eagles last offseason and how he didn't reach out to him and didn't make him an offer. And Edwards went on to Chicago this year and, and had a Pro Bowl kind of season. And he's not a great player, but he was good last year, Dave. Like, he was a starting linebacker on a Super Bowl defense, and he wanted to stay here, and he, he only cost like $6 bucks a year. That, to your point, that's a major mistake by Howie. And I agree. And it's not just T.J. Edwards. What about Chauncey Garner-Johnson? Why didn't they want to resign him? You know, so he, he gives out terrible contracts to no play Slay and Bradbury, but it doesn't re-sign Pro Bowl guys like T.J. Edwards and C.J. G.J. 
and then he gives out, you didn't have to sign Jalen Hurts yet. You could let him play one more year instead of, you know, hampering ourselves to give out any other contract. It's not just, it doesn't stop at the contract. It also goes to terrible draft picks. What about Nicobe Dean and Nolan Smith in high rounds of the drafts and uh, maybe Jordan Davis too. He mm. could be a scrub. You know, then he traded for two washed up scrubs and Byard and Quinn last year. I mean, yeah, what, what? By, Byard, Byard was a total zero. I mean, he really did nothing. Well, when it rained, it poured. <laughs> he was a zero. <laughs> but he doesn't build a team. He just assembles a roster and, like, hopes for the best. You know, he does that every year. He did it the year of Patrick yeah. Robinson with the quarterback. Great, you know, great sign. He did a last year with CJ GJ. You know, he yeah, th- Dave, there and- is something to ha- as good as how he is. And, and his, at his best years, he assembles the best roster in the league. I thought he did that in 17 and 22. But they haven't sustained. That that has been a big issue, and I think you're pointing to it because they have so many moving parts. Dave, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about? I think I know the answer, um, but I have no idea what the prize is. Who, who, what's the prize? So to the prize today, and that's, that's my fault. Hughes' favorite artist. Yeah, you get a pair of tickets to see Hardy at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion on June 27th. Don't act like you don't know who Hardy is. You Everybody know. knows right, who Dave, Hardy is. What, what's your guess? What movie? Reindeer game. You got it, Dave. How about that? <laughs> but wait a minute. Did you see what Dave did? He wanted to see what the prize was first before he actually well, gave it. And guess. he wanted it, which is awesome. <laughs> it was almost like, wait a minute. Do I really want this prize? Dave, congratulations, man. Good job. <laughs> Tickets go on sale. They went on sale today. Ticketmaster.com. So Dave's going to see Hardy there. Um, he he was really confident he had. It's like, you know what? I got it. Just you tell me what the prize is. He had us time. by the short and curly. He did. He's like, do I want this prize? If I do, I'm going to nail it. Yeah, he nailed it. Good yeah, job there. Yeah, he wasn't there. the only one, though. Like, a lot of people, like, listen, this is not how this game works because I got a lot of friends of mine, Gabe, that like to tweet, they like to text and tell me the answer. Stop it. You're not going to win that You're way. not going to win. I'm not going to say nothing. If you if you guess right, I'm just, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing at all. So Doing stop. A talk show here, Gabe. Stop it. Um, reindeer Games. Yeah. A, a movie I hadn't thought about a long time until you brought it up this morning. No, when, when, I, when I brought it up, y'all looked at me like, how, like, what do you do, old man? Like, what, what? What, how do you spend your time? No, it was just one of the movies that it was raining outside. I mean, excuse me, snowing. And it just popped in my head. Reindeer Games. Ben Affleck. This, I mean, this cast was off the walls. Ben yeah. Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlize Theron. Yeah, it was a couple, a big couple people in there. Big cast. A lot of people in this movie. It, a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> a lot of people. All right, let's, uh, let's talk to uh, excuse me, Joe, who's down in Tampa. Joe, are you standing tall? we got to get Sirianni out of here. Got to get him out of here, Joe. I was at that game Monday night, and I got to tell you, that was the worst thing I ever saw. And listening to those Bucks fans was it was the worst, the absolute worst. But that aside, I got I do have to apologize to you because you and I had uh, a couple of weeks ago. I got into a shouting match with him over the side being that bad, and then I listened to Ike and uh, uh, ESP when he filled in for Jack. And he made a comment that Sirianni likes four down and deep zone. And not just about without information, you, 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 have, you, can't, you can't really comment. So Sirianni gave the Cowboys 24 points in the first half. He probably let Sean Desai take over. And Sean Desai shut them down with six points in the second half. So that kid took a bullet for that idiot. So, and then the other thing is I think he's stubborn. I think that when I heard A.J. Brown say, you know what, uh, we as players have to listen to the coaches, plural, and do the plays, plural, I thought to myself, you know what, I guarantee you growing up in the corporate world that this idiot basically would listen to them, get in his ear, and, and supersede the, uh, the coordinators and let them do what they want to do. 
And you can't do stuff like that. So I think he lost that team. And uh, when it came down to it, when he tried to fix it, he couldn't fix it. I mean, he was lost. Yeah, it felt like it, it, it got out of control at some point. Like he start, I think you're probably right about the coaching decisions and taking things away from Desai. They probably started looking at him sideways like he was panicking. And then if he tried to take it back over, I mean, th- th- it will live for me forever, Joe, what A.J. Brown said about the Seattle game because he told us all that yeah. they stopped listening to him. They're, just, they're, they're going rogue, and that tells me they don't think he knows what he's talking about. And the other thing, too, Joe, is, is if you think about what Marcus Hayes said about the veteran in the locker room, that's probably exactly what that vet was talking about, that these guys are in his ear, they're, they're going on their own, they're changing plays, not listening to Johnson, and they're losing. And all of a sudden, you got people on you. You would know that. You'd be looking sideways at him like, what are you doing? You're killing this team. And, and, you know, the quickest way out of a hole is to stop digging. Well, let me tell you something. Sirianni dug, and he was not sharp enough to pull that team together and get them over the hump. And they just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'll I tell you, when I was at that game, I mean, when that offense would come on the field, Joe, I'm not lying, man. I was playing on my phone. I mean, I couldn't even – it was – you knew they were done, in, you know, three and out. I mean, it was humiliating. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, that's, that's a shame. In a playoff game with this – I know A.J. wasn't there, but you have – Big-time offensive lineman. You have a quarterback. You have a running back. It shouldn't be like that. Never. And 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 he's got so much talent. I mean, they gave that man a Ferrari, and he broke it as far as I'm concerned. So what are you going to do next year with that personality? You see what kind of personality he has. You say something he doesn't like, he snaps at you. So you're going to bring in veteran coordinators? What's he going to do? Just stand there? Stand there and be some kind of, you know, figurehead not say anything? And how about when he doesn't like what they're doing? How about when he gets angry? How about when he wants to change things? He could do it with these two coordinators because they were junior coordinators that they gave to him. So he could pull stunts like that. Yeah, it's he a, can't do nah, that. It's a very fair that. point, Joe. And the other thing I think about, and Joe, we appreciate the phone call, man. Good, good call. Joe was passionate. Joe spent money on those tickets to that game in Tampa. And he said he started happy. playing on his phone at the, at, the, at the thing. That's deep. Yeah, you're dropping, you're dropping money for playoff tickets and playing on your phone. You're, you're annoyed. So one thing that I, I do think Joe brought up there that we haven't really talked much about, but it's kind of interesting. I do wonder, Hugh, you brought up the idea of veteran coordinators, right? And mm-hmm. if they keep Sirianni, it's probably going to be something like that. How do we think Sirianni's going to handle next year if they struggle? You, you know what the conversation's going to be. It, who, who takes who, over who if fixed? you get fired, right? Like, is, they're going to replace you with that guy. No, no, like this year, right? No one at any point, even when Sirianni was struggling, would like wake up one day and say, you know what? Replace him with Brian Johnson. Replace him with Sean Desai because no, none of us think those guys are ready to be head coaches. Like that wasn't even on our radar. Mm-hmm. If they bring in a former head coach and put him on the staff, that will be part of the conversation. Yeah, and that's probably why you know you you hedge your best a little bit because I I feel like this team, regardless of what happened this year, is still in that Super Bowl window. Can this be fixed? And can you get the players that you need to to help fix this? I think everybody in secondary is probably on. They, they're probably gonna get a pink slip. No question about that in my mind. I, I think that you're going to have to bring in some new guys. There's probably going to be a lot of young guys that are going to be playing in the secondary, probably some guys that you draft. But I think that there is something salvageable here. I think that the spear tip of this team is definitely going to be the offense. I think it's fixable. And I think part of the reason, part of the, part of the, the, the reason you can fix it is because if you run the ball more or you run the ball more efficient, you would take some of that pressure off your quarterback. Yeah, complimentary football, yeah. which they, they didn't do enough of this year. They just didn't. Leon is in Mount Airy. What's up, Leon? 
Oh, fine. This is I'm a first time caller. Oh, we're happy to have you, Leon. What are you feeling today? Well, I'm I'm feeling like uh, we don't need Nick Sirianni back for sure, and I'll tell you why. Think back to maybe two or three weeks ago, at one of Nick Sirianni press conferences, he gave us the answer. He said that his offense runs through the wide receivers and the tight ends. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at the Eagles last year when Steichen was calling the play, yes, they did some chunk plays, but they first set it up by intermediate pass in the middle of the field and short passes. Then they went for the chunk plays, which Sirianni says his offense is designed for chunk plays. And 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 another thing, Remember at his press conference when the guy asked him, was he going to make any changes in the offense? And he said, no, it's my offense. And remember at another press conference, the guy asked him, well, uh, do you have any influence on the play calling? And he said, yes, I have significant influence on the play calling. Mm. That tells me one thing. Nick Johnson is not the actual play caller. He's just carrying out his orders from the head coach. The head coach is actually calling the plays, calling the design, and and Johnson is merely, merely carrying it out. If you remember, in the beginning, Nick Sirianni was calling the plays when, when he first came here, and the Eagles' offense looked exactly like it looked this year. It, Leon, especially at the end, not running the ball, throwing it down the field, exactly. three and outs. Yeah, ugly, ugly. Look, when he put Steichen in charge of the offense, even though Steichen did those deep passes, but he also included short, intermediate passes to the center of the field. Nick Sirianni, if he stays, I guarantee you he will refuse to change this offense. That's all I got to say. He got to go. Yeah, Leon, well, if he refuses to change the offense, he can't stay. I mean, that's the bottom line there. Leon brought the passion with that Yeah, one. a lot of passion. A lot of passion. Still ain't figured out what's going on with this team. Man. Well, I figured out that I have an, we have an hour and 17 minutes to, to state our case and stand our ground. Kyle, I, I'm Sirianni Watch. Is he still the head coach? Sirianni is still the head coach. Okay. We're going to keep checking in with Kyle as we uh, – he, he's he'll, starting to feel like a, news, a Friday news dump, ain't it? Yeah. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> like, it's starting to feel like it. It's going to be 5.15. Nick Sirianni retained as the head coach. And I'm going to turn my phone off till Monday. Next time he ask, Kyle, is Sirianni still the coach of the Eagles? Sorry, Joe. (laughs) That's how how you know he's still the head coach of the football team. All right, let's grab one here, and then we'll get to a Q and a here ahead of a big playoff weekend. Greg in Philadelphia. Hey, Greg. Greg. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Happy snowy Philadelphia day. Happy, happy. Hey, I want to talk about bad muscle memory. And here's the problem that I have with Nick Sirianni. It's his job to get these guys up, okay? And it's the leadership in the locker room that actually gets them to to prepare to be on the field, okay? These guys gave up on Nick, and how do you get that back? For the first time in my life, the first drive at the second quarter when they were third and two and they came out full spread, empty backfield, for the first time in the 50 years on this planet Earth, I turned the TV off. You're not the o- Greg. You're not the only one. We had a caller yesterday who said they turned to the Flyers game during an Eagles 
playoff game. Yeah, that was Greg, deep. the players gave didn't stop playing for him. We also stopped believing. Like all of us collectively realized, like it, it, it's over. Now, as far as getting veteran guys in the house, they're not going to do that because Howie and, and Jeffrey cannot control them. So historically, under every coach who you played for him, okay. Uh, under under every coach that Jeffrey has brought in the building, they're inexperienced, they're unproven, okay, and then they put this social experiment together. The problem with that is we are now at a at, at a point where what do we do now? Because all of your coordinators have screwed the pooch. Your head coach puts on this grand show, okay, of being this this overly dramatic person who screams and hollers and does all this crazy stuff. He lost the players, and now we need a new head coach, new coordinators. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be subliminal with this. Time shores. Greg, appreciate it. How about that? Maybe he wants Andy back with that little time. Oh, here we go. We start drumming that drum. It's begun already. The, beat, the drum beat to start. be rare coming back, y'all, but I hear you. I definitely hear you. One more time. Is he around the coach? Right See now? Yanni, Joe. Still the coach. Sorry, Joe. Okay going to keep asking. I'm going to keep asking until I get a different answer, all right? be like a broken record here. All right, before we uh, go any further, let's get to a little football Q&A on this Football Friday, Hugh. Yes, and it's sponsored by the Jug Handle Inn. Always good times, great food, and award-winning wings at the Jug Handle Inn. All right, Hugh, the weather today, obviously uh, snowy. You ever play any snow games, Hugh, you remember? Uh, it was snowing in that that Chicago game, right? With uh Jim Miller. I mean, I don't think it was not it like snow ground, but it was no. snowy. I think I played a few. I think I played a few in New York. I think we played in the Bears when we lost that day. It was I, I played a few snow games. I can't imagine the snow games with your mid nineties Jets were very well attended. That'd be a lot nah, of empty nah, seats for those. Nah, nah. nah we come on, the three win Jets and yeah, Hugh we Douglas. Were pretty, we were pretty horrible. <laughs> that was you said three and thirteen, right? Yeah, three, three. I just I can't fathom going to work every week, every day, like just knowing that you're losing. It's futile. <laughs> it was a grind, no question about it. it and Hugh Douglas just keeps working. Man, I tell you, and I I remember like the funny thing that I remember about like having those games and being in the last game of the season, especially when you're playing another bad team. Everybody's like, slow down, young buck. You want to get hurt? They ain't trying to be, you know, going. <laughs> Going get hurt before the end of the season, and your truck, my truck was packed. Yeah, you ready to go? Yeah, because eighty, like the 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 turnpike, was like right there. Yep. So I was like, well, hell, I'm just jump on the turnpike and head back to Ohio. So yeah, I remember that those days vividly. All right, big playoff weekend across the NFL. Hugh, before playoff games, when you played, were you someone that was confident? Were you calm? Were you nervous? What was your personality like? Like the night before a playoff game, were you nervous for the oh, big nah, games? I wasn't nervous. I was like my my thing was somebody was about to catch hell. Like that was my thought process. Somebody was about to catch it. Now, it didn't always work out that way, but that's how I felt. I always felt like like uh, we were always told to to envision yourself having success, like every game. So that's kind of how I went into the game. I envisioned myself having success during the course of the game, and, and if it didn't work out like that, I, I like you, you know how they say, speak it into existence. That's kind of how we 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 attacked it. Like with Brad Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. When it, I was that talking, didn't work out. That, yeah, every now and then, man, it don't work out of your. <laughs> It don't work out in your, your favor. It doesn't you know, always work yeah, out. But you, you go in with a bunch of confidence. But you go in with a bunch of you. You go in. Sometimes you go in overconfident, kind of like I did with B Hop that day. But I was still, you know, I let him know I was there. 
did he let me know that he was there <laughs> and, and it worked out in his favor. All right, Hugh. Now I, we, was I, not my day, Joe. Was not my. They're day. not always our days. But we try our best. Today, so far, is not my day because we haven't. We don't have a new head coach yet. So, um, we have. We, I think we discussed this a little bit. You you mentioned it, but not officially. I need an official statement from you on this. With the Eagles out, who is the official Hugh Douglas rooting interest? Detroit Lions. There it is. I'm rooting for the Lions, man. Are we a Lions show? Because I, I, I mean, they've been my Lions all year. No, it's funny because like on my social media page, I didn't know. Like, I, I always find it fascinating. Like, you know, when Cincinnati started winning, I didn't know that I had a whole lot of Bengals oh, fans. Oh, now you have Detroit friends? Like, I have Detroit fans that are on my page, and I'm like, oh, wow. I just think it's pretty cool that they won a playoff game, you know, the first time in, like, what, 30 years or something crazy yep. like that? They won one. I, you know what else I find? And I'm not picking, but I just found it fascinating that people were upset with Detroit fans for booing was it Stafford? I was proud of them. Like, boo! Of course you boo him. You're like, what are you like? I understand what he means to you. I get that, but damn it, man, this team hasn't had a playoff win in thirty some odd years. I think that he even understands that. Yeah, he had to. I mean, he like, came in there as the enemy. Yes, the come on, opponent. man. Like, like sometimes I just feel like some of these these narratives are ridiculous when people get mad at people for doing whatever. I think you need to step back a lot of times from the situation, just kind of look at it for what it really is instead of trying to, you know, look at it for what it is on the surface. 30-some years. Yeah, it's awesome. I think the storyline Super Bowl would be Bills-Lions. Could you imagine those two fan bases have never won in, Ve- in Vegas at the same time? I, that if, I, if I'm picking a Super Bowl based on just, like, two cool storylines, the Bills and the Lions is one I, I, could, I would think would be really, really fun. All right, last one for you. Um, Hugh, I need you to guess something here about well, okay. a, an old teammate of yours. Okay. okay. Hugh, we found out today, Kyle and I, that a former teammate of yours was reading Harry Potter when T.O. was doing his sit-ups in the driveway. And Hugh, who do you think that Hugh, was? You, I need you to guess which former uh, a teammate of yours would, would be, have been reading Harry Potter literally at the moment Terrell Owens was doing his sit-ups in the driveway. You know – that's a tough one, but immediately I thought of Freddie Mitchell. He was a Harry Potter guy, or like, I, was no, he a I reader? Just thought, like, I just Freddie Mitchell could read. <laughs> See, that that's that's what I, that's the first person I thought of. So that it's you know he may have also been reading Harry Potter, but that's not the info we have. Just kidding, Freddie. Sorry. Yeah, and we know Freddie can read. Here, here is what we found out this morning on WIP. Once you hear it, you won't be surprised. Six. Oh, it's the Half Blood Prince is what he died. Right. I was gonna watch it today. Hey, you know what? Yeah. That's the it one. It is a good Harry Potter watching day. I don't know what it is about like stormy weather hey, that I agree with fits that. with Harry Potter movies. That's the book I was reading when <laughs> Terrell was doing the sit-ups in the driveway. Really? Um, <laughs> I'm positive that the Half Blood Prince was the book i was reading in training camp I I, it was in my hand get out of here i can remember it the tv is in the corner i'm in that yeah, room with awesome. the running backs we're going holy cow and i got the half blood prince right there wow all right that doesn't surprise it does not it, I, it doesn't surprise I, I, me I, I, I don't know i'm sorry john as you're listening i should have thought of you first mm. i did not think of you first because that does exactly sound like something you would think. It fits John Ritchie so perfectly. Yes, it does. Yes, it really, really does. I mean, John Ritchie, the, the John Ritchie I know is, is two people. He's the guy that used to get the bloody face, ramming his head into people as a fullback. Also the guy that would, would read Harry Potter. Same guy. And, and nothing wrong with no, that. I just he's, was just he's, surprised that that's what he was doing. He's a man of varied interest, that yes. John Ritchie. All right, yes. 215-592-9494. We are on Sirianni Watch as we head into the final hour of the show. 
We'll find out when we get back. Is he still the head coach? And we'll guess the takes following the weekend's action NFL at one in the one o'clock hour. Plus, Howie Truthers. Uh, we all took an L yesterday. If you're a big Howie Roseman fan, you took an L yesterday with the story that came out about a guy that got away. All coming up next, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Are you in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle? Want the largest selection in the Delaware Valley with the best pricing available? Of course you do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about my friends at Apollo Auto Sales. For over 20 years, Apollo has been buying and selling top quality vehicles. And while other dealers let you know that your credit is not good, at Apollo, they don't worry about that. They don't use the word, no. They just say yes. That's good credit, bad credit, no credit, no worries. Stop by the Apollo showroom on Delta Drive in Sewell, New Jersey, or shop online today at ApolloPreOwned.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 